0: I don't see any point to filling in the third bubble because if if you're ranking Kate Knuth and uh Sheila Najad in your top 2 by the time you get to 3 if if those two haven't won Jacob Fry is is reelected as mayor that's I I know that's getting to be a little partisan for this this is a non-partisan topic Todd. I'm sorry
1: no that's okay uh, it's it's okay to have exa- like it's good to have these examples to sort of motivate how we think about voting and how other people might make their choices because there's not just the mayoral election. Everyone's got city council races. We've got the BET and the um, park board as well. So um, any of these examples might spur people into thinking about how they're going to vote in any of those particular races.
0: This is a real, real, real thing. Real, 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 real thing. (laughs) None of you have the balls to stop, stop this. Stop, this. I've got plenty of
2: time. I have nothing else going on today.
0: We're in the wedge neighborhood right now. 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 Okay. Should I just get into it? Should I just start and introduce the show?
1: Yeah, let's let's go for it.
0: Okay. This is the Wedge Live podcast. I'm your host, John Edwards. My guest today, special guest today, we've got a Schumann, we've got a Shuffman, we've got Todd Schumann, Alyssa Shuffman, and uh, only an F separating the two of them. How did that happen? How did we end up with a Shuffman and a Schumann on this episode? <sighs>
2: Germans aren't very creative, I
0: guess. (laughs) And the theme for this episode, and I'm worried that we'll get 20 minutes in and we'll run out of stuff to talk about because it's how to vote, uh, rank choice voting questions. Todd, you you came to me with this because you're a, are you an expert? Can I call you an expert?
1: I would hesitate to call myself an expert. I would call myself uh, an enthusiast.
0: Okay, so you pitched this idea to me, and I said that sounds like a good idea, and your name is Schumann. I know a Shuffman. I'll bring alyssa in it'll be hilarious it's It's turning out not to be that hilarious though because uh I, you don't see you both don't seem into the bit at all.
2: This reminds me a lot of how people often tell me so my middle initial is a y and people people are like yeah your initials almost spell the word yes and i'm like but they don't they don't it's e y s that's not the word yes i don't know what you want the joke to be
0: <laughs> right yeah uh my birthday is september 10th which is right before september 11th and uh one time when i gave my idea to a cashier she made she's like oh you missed it by one day people say weird things that's yeah
2: struggle to make conversation i've been in retail it's a struggle yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I, the small talk is done. We're getting into the voting questions. Got it. Todd, isn't rank choice voting super simple? You rank who you want, number one, then your second choice, you rank number two. What What is confusing about it at all? What is there to explain? Well,
1: it's one of those systems that if you haven't been exposed to it before, it generates a lot of questions. I mean, I think I, I like your explanation of that right there. It's um, it's a way for people to express their preferences uh, when they're voting for candidates in a way that's a little more um, a little a little more um, dynamic than just a single a single vote. And so, like, I like to use the the sort of the ice cream example. You guys like ice cream? Yeah. What's your what's Alyssa, your favorite you- ice cream store up there in the wedge?
0: Uh, is it Bebe Zito? Is that what I'm supposed to like? I, I don't go to a lot of ice cream stores. I prefer the 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 tub at Aldi.
1: All right, like so five. let's say let's say I want to make your day, and I say I say, John, I'm going to go to Aldi and I'm going to get you a tub of ice cream. What kind of ice cream would you like me to get you? Well,
0: Aldi only usually sells a very limited selection, so I don't think we're going to be a fil- be able to fill up the ballot. But uh, Neapolitan, let's say Neapolitan. It's got three in the tub. I've got my rank choices right there. I don't have to choose. It's it's got three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's say let's say let's say I do my best and I and I try to find Neapolitan ice cream, but I can't. What would be the next thing you'd want me to get you?
0: Vanilla, just vanilla.
1: Vanilla, and if they're out of that, then what?
0: Oh, uh, maybe strawberry.
1: Strawberry. So now I have three choices that I can come back to you, and I know you're going to be at least a little bit more happy than if I just come back with like rum raisin or pistachio or some random flavor that that you hadn't told me about. So ranking ranking votes, ranking candidates gives us a way to better know what the voters at large would like from from their elected officials um so i i guess just to start off with um you know if if people don't get any farther than than this in the show like you said you can vote for up to three people in um on your ballot please do not rank multiple candidates the same number your vote won't count
0: what does that mean
1: that means let's say uh you're voting for two candidates as your first choice candidate okay that vote will get that vote will get thrown out and we'll not how would i even do anyone.
0: that i put them both on the same line how do i how would i rank two people number one
1: you would you would you would say you would you could bullet in oh. first for both of those names
0: you know what would be dramatic i have my ballot here if i opened the ballot live on a podcast how about that you could do that okay i'll do it close to the microphone so you can hear the, the paper tearing I need to buy you a letter opener. Yeah, well, I, I'm fine. Just a finger. I didn't cut myself. So I've, I've got my sticker. Ooh. I've got the, uh, I've got the ballot envelope here, the ballot envelope. I've got an instructions. What is this? I've got a, how to complete your rank choice ballot. Todd, we don't need you. We have this. How are there you better go. than this? And uh what else do we have? What's the pink? Oh, we should tell people you need a witness this year, right?
1: If you're doing right? mail-in?
0: Yeah, I'm doing mail-in. I'm opening my mail-in ballot right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this is beneficial for people who maybe see their ballot for the first time at the at the polling place if they don't do um oh. on so, if they don't do mail in voting. Are mail-in
0: voters typically more informed about the the process here?
1: That's a great question. I don't know. They do get that handy-dandy little sheet there that explains how to...
0: And then here's what's going to get me in trouble, showing my ballot on a podcast. (laughs) I'm going to get so many angry tweets about how this is illegal, what I'm doing right now. Is this illegal, Todd? Do you know? Can I show my ballot? I do not know.
1: I I am not a lawyer. I would hesitate to even...
0: It's fine. You can see, you can take pictures of your ballot, do it. It'll get people mad, but you should do it. And then, uh, I've got the, the signature envelope here, which I, I won't show cause it's got some personal information on it, but, uh, you know, signature envelope. Okay. Well, that's, that's what's in the package. I don't know if that was compelling, but, uh, where were we Todd?
1: We were just saying like, just to make sure that people, know that they can vote for up to three candidates. They don't have to vote for more than one or two, but three is the most. Um, Don't rank any candidates the same rank. So if you're voting for mayor, don't rank two mayoral candidates first place or second place or anything like that. Um, And don't rank the same candidate multiple ranks. So even if you really like one candidate, don't rank that person one, two, three.
0: And and I see what we have here. So Potentially what could happen is in the one column, see all these mayoral in the one column, you could potentially just fill in all those bubbles. You could make that mistake. Don't do that. Fill mm-hmm. in one, one bubble in the one column, one bubble in the two column and one bubble in the three column. Am I explaining that correctly?
1: That is a hundred percent correct.
0: Okay. Alyssa is anything occurring to you? What do you have questions about?
2: I guess one question uh, that comes up right away for me is why would you, so we have three options, right? Um, mm-hmm. For every given office, when would you choose not to fill in all three bubbles? Is that a choice? When when might people Absolutely. make that choice?
1: Um, so I would say people are not obligated to vote for more candidates, more than three candidates, I would only rank the candidates that you actually want to see in that office. So if you only want If there are only two mayoral candidates that you would like to see in office, then go right ahead and only vote those two, and you don't need to rank a third.
2: Is there a downside to that? Are you like wasting, wasting part of your vote if you don't vote, if you don't fill in all three bubbles?
1: The only downside would be is if, if you really, if you have any kind of preference whatsoever among the remaining candidates and wanted to express that, like, there's how many mayoral candidates, how many legitimate mayoral candidates are running five or six? three, three. three.
0: just three. There's only three realistic candidates for mayor. I, I, this is a tangent, but I am so irritated by the number of candidates. I can't sit through these camp can candidate forums at all. I just can't. Cause you have to, you, you have to wait through 10 of them to get to anyone who has a shot. We need to raise the filing fee, Todd. Can we do that? What's the process for that? You're the expert.
1: That is, that is uh, enthusiast 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 only <laughs> we should um, raise
0: do, do we have a consensus that we should raise the fee to run for mayor massively or like a signature requirement or something because i am sick of all these candidates
2: i don't know that your personal are they
1: sh- are they
2: <laughs> your personal Melissa, up, go is a good well i i think right like as much as it is a lot to keep track of for those of us who tune in six months, 12 months, 18 months out from an election, it's also a sign of a healthy democracy that you have more than two people running for a given office. So I don't know. I see the I tension.
0: Bob, but- Bob again. Bob again. Carney Jr. Laverne Turner, Republican. Troy Benjigurdes, Farmer Labor. Paul E. Johnson, Equity in Motion. Doug Nelson, Socialist Workers Party. A.J. Owed, D.F.L. Nate Honey Badger Atkins, Christopher W. David. See, see how much time we're wasting on this <laughs> podcast. It's well,
1: let's let's, let's, let's bring frustrated? it back. So, I can I can sense your frustration. Let's let's take it toward ten. Then how many city council candidates do you have running? Okay. Six, right?
0: Too many. Too see. many.
1: But at least at least there, we're the six. If you six. have if you have two candidates that you really really like. And then among the rest, there is still there is still some preference among those remaining four. Like maybe you don't like any of them, but there's got to be at least one that you dislike the least. And that's where my third vote would go. I would almost always vote three. um, Three people just because there's always going to be some person that you dislike least. There's always going to be a lesser of all evils that you would like to put as that third choice is my personal opinion.
0: I think I've said this before, but I might rank f- third. There's a there's a bunch of really terrible choices. Uh, I, I should probably cut this out of the podcast. Who who would I vote third? Al- Alyssa, who are you voting third? Can I ask?
2: I don't know yet. You don't know. But someone and n- not Jacob there, Fry.
0: Yeah. I, I don't see any point to filling in the third bubble because... If if you're ranking Kate Knuth and uh, Sheila Najad in your top two, by the time you get to three, if if those two haven't won, Jacob Fry is is reelected as mayor. That's I, I know that's getting to be a little partisan for this. This is a nonpartisan topic. Todd. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's but, okay. It's it's okay to have exa- like it's good to have these examples to sort of motivate how we think about voting and how other people might. Make their choices because there's not just the mayoral election. Everyone's got city council races. We've got the BET and the um, park board as well. So um, yeah. any of these examples might spur people into thinking about how they're going to vote in any of those particular races.
0: And I, I think the "Don't Rank Fry" uh, slogan is maybe not important if you're ranking Sheila and Kate in your top two, because by by the time you get past those top two, it's going to be Fry if they haven't if they haven't pulled it off. And I'm definitely deleting the part of the episode where I said I might rank. Nobody needs to know that.
1: Is that going to get you canceled? I I think so.
0: I think this is on everyone's mind. Why for park board at large, there are three at large seats and at large means someone is elected citywide. That's an office that's elected citywide. Mm -hmm. Why don't, why don't we get nine choices? Typically, you're getting three choices per seat in the council races and the mayor's race. Why
1: aren't we getting mm-hmm.
0: three choices per seat for park board at large?
1: That's a good question. It's It starts to get a little technical, but I'm happy to explain it if you'd like.
0: Go. We we have 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, for these multi multi-seat races, so for both BET, where we're electing two, and the park board where we're electing three, um, you're still going to rank three candidates. Um, here's what's going to happen. Let me take a step back. Should we talk about how ranked choice vote works, how the mechanics of ranked choice voting work for just a regular, like a mayoral or city council race? Uh,
0: did we not cover that? Isn't it just like rank your first choice first? And if I, Todd, I feel like I know this, uh, you're the expert. You tell us if other people need to know this
1: um i think it would, would be really I'm, not your, I'm not your
0: target I, audience i okay.
1: i would say i would say this this can be considered like an appendix so like if people want to know the details behind of this they can listen to this part if they are in, uninterested then they can skip ahead until we're talking yeah. about something else
0: this is, this is what the skip button is for
1: yeah so let me let me talk about from the voter side you rank those three things let's talk about what happens when the city is actually counting the ballot so the election is over the city gets all the votes. What does it actually mean now that the city has everyone's ballot with all these different ranks of one, two, and three? So the process that happens is that the city takes a look at all of the first-choice votes that everyone has assigned for their candidate. I'm going to use mayor as an example, just because it's an it's an easy one that everyone's familiar with. Um, so everyone has ranked their first choice for mayor, and so we tabulate up all of those different first-choice votes. Whichever candidate gets the fewest First choice votes, that candidate is eliminated. That candidate is no longer in the running for mayor. All of the people who voted first for that candidate, their second choice candidate, their second choice votes then get redistributed out to all the other candidates. So if someone voted for Sheila Nazad for uh, mayor first and she somehow has the least um, votes, all of her first choice votes. All of the people who voted for her first, their second choice votes will get redistributed. So if you voted for Sheila first and then Kate second, if Sheila gets eliminated, you're voting, your vote for Sheila gets transferred over to Kate.
0: Can I can I stop you for a moment? To keep this Absolutely. nonpartisan, I think you're supposed to use like athlete names or something or like Ronald McDonald. You're supposed sure. to use, or I like can use cartoon
2: characters you use or something. use three of our names on this podcast. It could be Alyssa Todd for mayor.
1: Oh my God. Oh, my gosh. If you were doing this live, if you're doing this like on a stream on Twitch or something, you could go to the chat and have them have everyone put in their ballots right now and we can see who's the most popular. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, I don't. (laughs) You've got me at a disadvantage for sports. Uh, Let's just choose the three of us. So people can rank Todd. They can rank John. They can rank Alyssa. Um, If Todd has the least votes for the least first choice votes, everyone who voted for me first, whatever they voted for whichever person they voted for for their second choice, that vote gets transferred over to them. So if someone voted me first and John second, a vote for me gets transferred over to John. If they voted for me first and Alyssa second, it gets transferred over to Alyssa. So we do that for the person who got eliminated first. We do the same thing again, and then we look to see if anyone has 50% or more of the votes. If they do, they're elected as the winner if not we repeat this process again we again look at who has the least number of votes we eliminate that person from contention and we redistribute their next rank of votes out to the other candidates makes sense that makes sense
0: i think doing mental spreadsheets on a podcast is maybe the most compelling thing you can do what do you (laughs) (laughs) think are we are we glad we're here today talking about uh rank choice voting
1: I'm um, always happy to be talking about ranked choice voting. I don't know about the um, rest of you guys. I,
0: I get it. It's as simple as like you rank your first and if your first isn't in and then your second choice comes into play. But as long as your first choice is alive, there's no disadvantage. Here, here's another one. There are people talking about like, uh, and I'm, I'm going to break my own rule and I'm going to use specific candidates for this example. People who say, well, I'm only ranking Sheila. I'm not going to. And I hate Fry and uh, too bad Kate Knuth. You're off my ballot. I don't like you at all. I I love Sheila too much, and I won't use my second choice. And so, essentially, what that does is it's an advantage to Jacob Fry. You're leaving it up to if Sheila were to be eliminated from from the count at some point. You're you're basically throwing away your vote. It's it's a benefit to Fry in that situation, right?
1: I I would say yes. I I think. The, the the system works best when people are as honest with their preferences as possible. If they truly believe that Kate Knuth would be a better candidate than Jacob Fry, then they are doing themselves a disservice by not ranking her second. One of the one of the characteristics of ranked choice voting or instant runoff voting, what we do is there's there's two principles called you you can't harm your first choice candidate by voting by ranking someone else below them. You can't help your first choice candidate by ranking someone below them either. So there's literally no, you can have no effect on your first choice candidate by any of your lower rankings. Like it will not, it will not help your first, if you, if you prefer Sheila, it does not hurt Sheila at all to rank anyone below her. It does not help her at all to rank anyone below her. You can make no, you, you can't improve or decrease her chances by ranking anyone below her. It's just, it's mathematically impossible.
0: So if you have preferences in your head about people, you should use them. Use up all your choices if you actually have preferences, right?
1: That would be my recommendation, yes.
0: Okay. Al- Alyssa, to you, I'm going over to you.
2: Um, this is a super basic term that I've heard floated a couple times. What does it mean when a ballot is exhausted?
1: That's a great question. So an exhausted ballot is one in which, um, let, let's say you vote for three long-shot candidates. You rank long shot candidates one two three and so as those candidates get eliminated once your third choice candidate gets eliminated your ballot is said to have been exhausted because there's no other candidate for your vote to transfer to it can't transfer to one of the front runners anymore because you've used your three choices it's it's a it's a phenomenon only for when you can since we can't rank every single candidate, a ballot can be exhausted. If we did rank every single candidate, you'd never have an exhausted ballot. But since we can only rank three, if you do run, if all three of your choices get eliminated, then that ballot is said to have been exhausted. Or if you just vote for one person and that person's eliminated. Basically, as, as soon as there's no more rankings on your ballot to transfer to someone else, it's an exhausted ballot.
2: And that's just a normal part of the system, right? Like that's totally, I mean, it's basically equivalent to when we didn't have ranked choice voting and you ranked you, you voted for one person, you could only rank one person and then your person didn't get elected and your ballot was exhausted. It's just a normal part of the, the process.
1: Yep. That's a great way to put it.
0: Yeah, so for example, if you ranked Nate Honey Badger Atkins first and Christopher <laughs> David second and Mike Winter third, your ballot would be ex- exhausted. That's an example of an exhausted ballot right there. Right, Todd? You got it. Okay.
1: That is perfect. All right. Um so yeah, Should so we... that's how it works for for the single winner races for for mayor, for city council, um uh yeah. Um,
0: do we do we go to the park board at large question now? Why, and I'll restate the question. Why don't we have nine choices for these three seats? If it's three choices for each seat in the other races, why, not, why don't we have nine choices?
1: Uh, well, because you can still, the same effect is still in place. So ranked choice voting tries to waste as few ballots as possible. So let's say um, you're voting for, let's say park board. Um, and the three of us are once again running for park board. Well, that's silly. Let's say the three of us are running for BET. Um, so only two of us are going to get elected to BET. Um, the the way it works is that um, there's a threshold number of votes that you need to get in order to get elected to the park board. And it's not important how that's calculated. There's just a threshold number. It's basically the, uh, the number of votes you need to be mathematically guaranteed to get the, the The job. Every vote that you get above that threshold, a fraction of the vote, a a fraction of the vote of all the people who chose you first and still have a second choice gets transferred to their second choice vote. So let's say, let's say, John, you exceed that, that threshold by twice as much, you get twice as many votes as you need in order to actually get the um, to be elected. Ranked choice voting looks at that and says, well, that's wasteful for all those people who voted for John. Only half as many people needed to vote for John and you'd still get the job. And so as a bonus to everyone who voted for John, half of their vote gets transferred to their second choice because they only hmm. needed to give half a vote to John. If everyone that voted for John gave half a vote to John, he'd still get elected. And so by hmm. transferring as, a re- as not a reward, but as like compensation for, quote unquote, wasting half a vote on you. They get their second choice, a half value of their second choice applied to whoever their second choice is. And so that's why we don't need to have nine, nine ranks for the park board or for BET, because you're still getting all of the benefits of ranked choice voting by ranking just three. Um, mm-hmm. Because any excess, that you, excess vote that gets accumulated by a candidate gets shifted to uh, those voters' second choices.
0: I don't know if I'm happy with that. It doesn't feel satisfying to me. Alyssa, do you like that uh, That explanation? Either the explanation or the process. Are you happy with that?
2: I mean, the explanation is super helpful because I've like read what you, right? I've like looked at how ranked choice voting works online and read through it and been like, I think I understand this, but I'm not totally sure I understand this. Um, and I, so like between having read it online and having heard you explain it, I'm like, oh yeah, I understand how this works now. So that was very, very helpful. Um, I don't know that I, having been 30 seconds into my certitude about <laughs> how it works in this particular instance, I'm not sure I have a, a strong reaction to whether or not I, I like it yet. I'm going think about it a little bit more.
0: It feels too complicated. I just want, give me nine choices. Why can, Is it actually better than giving people nine choices? Is that a better system? Because it seems more confusing.
1: I have not thought about like what, what I, I haven't thought about what a system would look like. I, I am I'm am an enthusiast only. I'm not in the business of designing voting systems. I can only I can only speak to the system that we have and what it attempts to do and how it attempts to do it.
0: because looking looking at my ballot I, I can only I really only feel strongly about one park board at large uh, candidate. I kind of have a preference for number two. But I, I'm having a hard time uh, with that that third one. But that's a personal problem. Is anyone else having uh, issues with Park Board at large? I Let's think, get political.
2: I think more broadly, decision fatigue is very real for people, like in society, and then also especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And so I think it's like worth considering that most people uh, are gonna do like a lot of people do the thing where they like used to walk up to the voting booth and they would like. Google real quick what the Star Tribune said about different candidates on their phone and pick some candidates based on one questionnaire that they looked at five minutes before voting. Right. Like, I don't think, uh, it's as much as like, I care about all of the parks board races. Like if you ask me to rank people nine all the way down to nine. I probably couldn't differentiate after four, even with like my best efforts and attention. Right. It's just like too many people.
0: I think a lot of people are just picking the names that they like for these races, which is why I have some skepticism about uh, these obscure elected bodies in general, like BET, Park Board. Uh, I have to think a large segment, if not most people, have no idea who any of these people are. And they're just picking a name that looks nice to them.
1: Alyssa, we have to run for the same office so we can decide whether people like Schumann or Schuffman more. <laughs> yes. Which name looks nicer.
0: Okay, you run for B E T. Well, okay. based well. based
2: on the lack of luck I have with anyone spelling my last name correctly, uh you're probably you're probably coming out way ahead in that election.
0: One one time I tried to send you an email, Alyssa, and I think it was a, a podcast related thing, and I accidentally sent it to Todd because and I don't want to give away anyone. I don't want to give away anyone's email address, but you have an email address that is just one letter off. And so I made that mistake.
1: I think, I think Alyssa brings up a good point though, that there is a lot of decision fatigue. And I think, I think the city has an obligation to do outreach on this whole ranked choice voting process. Like I think at, at the base level, just going out and making sure that people understand rank 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 your top three candidates like what does that even mean you Mm -hmm. don't have to rank all three if you don't want to and be sure to not you know rank the same candidate twice or rank multiple candidates the same um the same rank because that will spoil your ballot and if there's any confusion or, or or uncertainty about that um within populations within the city it really decreases their voting power. And so I I think it is incumbent upon the city to do good educational outreach because it is one of the downsides of using a system like this. I I fully support and endorse using um, ranked choice voting and other, you know, alternative voting systems because they give voters more ability to express their preferences about candidates. But that comes at a cost. We need to do the educational outreach to make sure that people understand what the process looks like. We don't need to get into the nitty gritty of how the votes are counted if people don't care about that level of detail. But they absolutely need to know what it means to rank a ballot and what will happen. The ways that they could possibly mess that up, and I, and I so I feel very strongly that education um, about this process uh, is is super important. I'm glad they include the instructions in in the ballot. Uh, I'm sure they have people on hand at the at the um, voting sites to help people with this as well. But it is very important if we're going to use this system to to do that do the work to make sure people know how it works.
0: Go
2: ahead. Uh, I was going to ask: Is the explainer you got only in English? I couldn't. I couldn't see it closely enough. Your video is very tiny on my screen.
0: Was it? Was it? Which color paper was it? Okay, I found it. Okay. Yeah, it's only in English. I don't. Do they have our our language preference on file? Does anyone know that? Or Are they really just sending this only in English?
1: I couldn't tell you. I don't know.
2: I'm not uh, aware of the city being able to store your your language preference in any way, but maybe maybe they have the ability to do that, and I just don't know about it. Hmm.
1: I, I could add in I don't I don't know John if you do show notes for the for the show, but I do have a couple. NPR has a couple of really good explainer videos um, for ranked choice voting for people if they're interested in seeing um, just a very quick summary of how 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 things work behind the curtain. Um, so okay. I could either link those or, or send them send to you afterward. Look,
0: send me those links and I'll put them in the description. Super. Are either of you familiar with the 2017 example of Steve Fletcher in Ward 3, who actually finished second on the uh, first choices and uh, ended up winning? Sounds Is like that a good case to study, Todd? <laughs> I do want to talk about it. Todd, are you familiar with that example? I feel like it's uh, maybe, are there any other examples of a second choice, like a person finishing second among first choices coming back and ending up winning? Do you know, or am I asking you something beyond your your enthusiast expertise? I do not
1: have like an example just ready to go of situations where that happens. Um, well, it happened I'm, to Steve looking-
0: Fletcher, I'll tell you that.
1: Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's something that can happen in the system, Rank Ranked choice voting, you know, has as its core, that you're trying to elect a consensus candidate that someone that is broadly appealing to, to voters. Um, and so it's entirely possible for, you know, a person who gets this, who's second going into the, you know, one of the later rounds to come back and win based on second choice and third choice votes.
0: Yeah, Ginger Jensen had uh, 3,300 votes to uh, Steve Fletcher's 2,700 votes in that first round. And then came back, Steve Fletcher came back. The city has an interesting website uh, showing you the results in 2017 round by round. Alyssa?
2: Oh, I was just going to ask, I couldn't recall what happened with the last mayoral election, because I remember doing a lot of parsing of first and second and third choice votes because obviously the people I voted for did not win.
0: <laughs> so. Okay, you, you want me to go round by round? Let me see. Okay.
1: I have the, I have that little like waterfall chart open. It looks like at least that year, it looks like Jacob Fry always was in the lead across all the rounds. It was close. Like, you know, within a few thousand votes. Um, But I think he always sort of had that lead.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to describe it on a podcast. I'm sorry.
1: That's
2: That's fine. But I think it's still interesting to think about, right. Like uh, did Jacob get more than 50% of the vote the first round? Like even for like rank choice mattered in that election.
0: Right. Yeah. He wouldn't. No, it went uh, a bunch of rounds. Let me see. How many rounds did it go? Five rounds? Eliminated yeah. round five was Betsy Hodges. And then Fry was 44% to 33% over Raymond Dean in the final round. So it went quite a ways.
1: I mean, it's one one of the things that's appealing to me about ranked choice voting is that like, if you just, if you just cut it off at that first round. I mean, even if it doesn't change the outcome, Fry would have been elected with whatever that is—twenty percent, twenty-five percent of the electorate. You know, if you if you're just using a normal like you know, whoever gets the most votes wins. And you know, it's hard it's hard to govern if you're not sure what the rest of the city thinks of you, right? Like, if you if only twenty-five percent of the city voted for you, that's that's hardly a mandate to do anything. Like, seventy-five percent of the city could hate your guts, and and then where do you go from there? And so like by having the ranked choice vote process, at least you know that there's some you know, broad base, at least at the time, a broad base of support for, for his candidacy. And it also allows people to run for office and collect votes for office who might not otherwise get those votes because people are worried about, you know, quote unquote, throwing their vote away on a, on a long shot candidate.
0: Viability. Yeah. I think
1: one thing I, that's
2: interesting, I think-, I think no- now Go ahead. We have a lot of talking over each other today, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, back at you. Um, no, I think one of the things that is... Um, oh no, I lost the very end of this thought. I don't want to start this sentence. Now we've talked over each other too many times. I'm going to toss it back to you and come back to this thought when I have
0: all of it. Oh, really? We we can wait. I can cut out this awkwardness.
2: Oh no. <laughs> can, can
0: you get? Can you can you retrieve it? Okay. I'll I'll go into uh you were talking about P- the the lack of a mandate uh for somebody who gets for example like 25% of the vote. I still think uh Fry could win this and end up with just large swaths even of his own voters hating his guts. That's what I'm worried about this election, but that's this is not a ranked choice voting uh, question. This is just my my feelings about the mayor's race in general. I, I don't think a lot of people who are going to vote for Jacob Fry like this guy or, or have any confidence in him at all uh so there, there's a happy thought Alyssa, have you retrieved your thought
2: no nope, i was listening to what you were saying and it's definitely further away whatever i was saying is, oh, is gone it'll I come back know. to me I, at some I, point I
0: chased it out of your head so eventually we're going to get to the point where i go to uh twitter questions i'm going to read questions that have been sent to me by reply uh, but I first, I'm going to talk about uh, this 51%, and this is also not a ranked choice voting question, Todd. I'm sorry. I promised you you would come on and, a- and answer ranked choice voting questions, but this 51% threshold for charter amendments, do you know why that is? Why isn't it just 50% plus one?
1: I have no idea. That's a wonderful okay. question.
0: I'm just going to throw it out there that it's probably a function of state law, and we're going to assume that that's the correct answer.
2: Fact check it and cut it out later if it's
0: not <laughs> possibly, or I won't, I won't check it and just leave it in. I'll fact check um,
2: it and let you know. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, thank you, Alyssa. And uh, now we're going to go to questions that listeners have sent in by reply. And this one is from Mora Twit to talk about third choice in mayor's race. I've seen arguments for both leaving it blank and putting in a third choice. I don't want a wed since he's against question two. Also, Parks and BET third choice are interesting, since three get elected. Well, Todd, I, I feel like we, have, we covered all that, didn't we?
1: I think so. I, again, my recommendation is always to rank as many people as, as your allowed slots. I, unless you really have no preference among the remaining candidates and want to let other people decide for you, I would always rank three, three slots in, for every race.
0: Okay, here's a question from you, Vike, like th- you, Vike, that one for parks at large. I ranked a third candidate that I kind of liked, but was meh on mostly. Was that a good decision to use a third choice to block at large candidates? I really don't like.
1: I think if that person has a preference of that blah person over the other remaining candidates, then that's absolutely the, the a good way to use their, their ballot. It's. It's difficult to, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's it's usually difficult without a lot of knowledge about how other people are going to vote and rank their ballots to like, quote unquote, strategic vote or tactical vote to try and, you know, swing swing an election to a more favorable outcome. It's just, it's not easy to do without a lot of information that probably none of us have access to. So the the best and simplest approach is always to just rank honestly, according to your preferences and so if that person if that if that person's third choice is you know if they prefer that that block candidate over the others then absolutely go ahead and rank them third
0: okay heather Silsby writes who is the least terrible second choice for district six park Bo- park board kathy or barb do we have any opinions are either of us in uh, district uh, six any i'm us? in district six you want to give a uh an endorsement
1: here uh i'm 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 certainly supporting risa first uh i haven't i haven't done my due diligence on the remaining candidates to see what i'm going to do with with second and third
0: yeah i'm naturally skeptical of anyone named barb and i saw kathy posing with a uh, posing for a photo with chris parsons who's a terrible candidate for ward 10 city council so uh, i feel i have negative uh feelings about kathy now and I, i don't know what to do that's the extent of my research there but I, I also like Risa. Vote for Risa. I've endorsed Risa. Alyssa, do you have any thoughts on far away parks district six?
2: No, I'm in district three.
0: <laughs> hey, tell us about, tell us about district three. People have a lot of park board questions. It's obscure, as I said before. So do you have any insight on district three?
2: I mean, my insight on district three is that Becky is great and also the borders of district three are very weird. One of the, like, the Parks Board maps, when you look at them, are very strange. I don't know; they don't like quite. You would expect them to be like if you're, you know, Parks Board District is, like, three, city council wards like lumped into one area, but that's like not what they are. They're like their own maps, and there's weird crossover. Um, really? District three is a very. Do funny they generally?
0: Shape. Do they generally follow neighborhood boundaries like, uh, like council ward boundaries do?
2: I think so, but the, I don't know, this would be an interesting thing to get from someone at the parks board. Cause like, it's like the city of Minneapolis maps where you like, if you Google it and it's just the map that it comes up, it's like without any of the cross streets. And so you're just like taking your best guess based on like the landmark of like where Powderhorn Park is and where the freeways are to figure out exactly where things land. Um, so it looks mostly like neighborhood boundaries, but maybe isn't.
0: I've got uh, another question from I Miss Your Soup. Palmasano wants to be Fry's BFF. Paul Masano wants to keep her constituents happy by keeping their property taxes stable. Fry wants to solve his budget problems by raising property taxes by five and a quarter percent for 2022. Think she'll rubber stamp his budget? This is a very complicated question here.
1: It is. I, it feels like it needs to be read in a voiceover for like a movie trailer.
0: Yeah, I I would say uh, Paul Massano is, she's not uh, Lisa Goodman. Lisa Goodman likes to cast protest votes against the budget. She likes to be that one vote voting against. I don't think Paul Misano will stand up to to Fry, no matter what on taxes. Paul Misano is good at saying like her, her position isn't her actual position and there's something else going on. She deflects constantly. Uh, she'll vote for Fry's budget, no problem. Anyone else have any opinions about Palmisano, Jacob Fry, his budget? No.
2: None of those have to do with ranked choice voting, John.
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. It's it's way off topic, but I I solicited these questions. Todd, you, you're in Ward 13. Are you in a position? Uh, do you have a an opinion on uh, Linnea Palmisano? That you want? Oh. You don't have to express. I sorry to put you on the spot. I don't know if your job depends on. Uh, Funding from the city or or what?
1: Uh it it doesn't. Oh geez.
0: Oh sorry about that.
1: You got like a trap Uh, or something behind that picture? What's going on?
0: (laughs) Actually I've covered the uh buzzer for my building with this Arby's photo. So uh, I don't usually have people visiting me during a recording. It's the first time that's happened. Where were we? that was very scary
1: Fry's fries budget
0: and palmasano were you going to offer an opinion on palmasano or is that too sensitive a topic
1: i would Even i would that? just say my my experience living in the ward is that she's very in touch with what her constituents want and um and votes typically votes accordingly
0: it's true hmm have we come, Alyssa? were you ever able to retrieve that thought I'm very curious what what you were going to say I want to hear what it no was. but I have
2: I have other thoughts that have to do with voting more broadly and not really ranked choice so
0: let's I don't know if see we it. want to go there let's go there
2: I don't know I, I have just been like ruminating a lot on I think this thing that happens in Minneapolis all the time we're like we referred to it earlier restrictions at the state like really impact us at a local level and seeing some of the like, um, I think it was the Senate majority putting forth some voter restriction proposals. Right. Um, You know, one of the great things we have in Minnesota is this ability to like register the same day as you go vote. And in the last two presidential elections, we've had like hundreds of thousands of people register the same day to vote. Um, And I think we have this perception and this history as a state of being, like, a place where turnout is pretty great um, and being really proud of that and also wanting to recognize that, like, that's not a given. That's something that we in Minneapolis need to continue to stand up for and say, like, we want people to be able to vote. I think it, it lines up a lot with, Todd, what you were saying earlier around, like, if we want to commit to ranked choice voting as something that is a tool that gives people more power and more ability to participate in democracy that we have to like also commit to that at the other levels where, where that it is made possible or is made extremely difficult. So I've just been thinking about how that relates to this idea of like ranked choice voting and how it's all part of the same ecosystem package. I don't know if other people think about this.
1: No, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. And I, I can say that, there are organizations like Fair Vote Minnesota that have um, been pushing for years now to try and expand the s- number of cities that can use um, ranked choice voting at the very least. Um, right now, it's limited only to charter cities um, within the uh, within the state of Minnesota. Um, any, any other any other city is 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 prohibited from doing so and, until the state law changes. Um, I know that Steve Simon has been great about pushing for. Um, voter ease of voting not just for ranked choice voting but for everyone just like you said that um, access to the to the voting booth is very important to him and i think we're very lucky to have uh, such a strong advocate for um, voting rights within our state and i think it contributes to why our voting um, percentage continues to be so high but yeah we absolutely shouldn't take it for granted Um, it's something that you know we need to continue to express um, to our elected officials and and primarily through our choice of whoever the next secretary of state is
0: Did I read the question about uh, question one on the the charter amendment? Did I read that one? Maybe I need to go back to... uh...
1: I don't believe so.
2: Was it about why is it 51% as opposed to 50% plus
0: one? No, I think it was on the substance. It's from Brianna Roseley. More people need to understand the importance of voting no on the first question. I am coming across a lot of voters who don't know what it entails while I am canvassing. The other two questions, people already know where they stand. Question one is up in the air. And so question one, that is the subject of this question, is the the strong mayor charter amendment, which I think is referred to as government structure, executive mayor, legislative council. And uh, I'll read the question. Shall the Minneapolis city charter be amended to adopt a change in its form of government to an executive mayor, legislative council structure to shift certain powers to the mayor, consolidating administrative authority over all operating departments under the mayor and eliminating the executive committee. Yeah, I I, uh, I feel like that one's going a little bit under the radar and it. it's frustrating to me. I get angry about strong mayor all the time. Does anyone have thoughts? Todd, do you have thoughts about strong mayor? Is this beyond your expertise?
1: I mean, it sounds really vague. I don't even know what I'm, what I'm voting on there. I think we should take it to the courts.
0: Very true. Alyssa, do you have thoughts about strong mayor?
2: I mean, I think, uh, per my comment earlier, uh, I am pro-democracy, and things that are a consolidation of power are generally in the opposite direction of democracy. So I can't say that I would support consolidating more power in a single office.
0: Yeah. And have you seen those yard signs that uh, have... they're They're against... They're for question one. They want to vote yes on question one. And it's like 14 bosses and then like the no symbol through it. It's like, say no to 14 bosses. I feel like the, the implication there is that Jacob Fry has been held back. He's been handcuffed. He hasn't been able to do what he needs to do as mayor because of the, the 14 bosses situation, which is, which is a reference to the 13 members of the city council. What people need to know is that Jacob Fry is the single boss. MPD is different than any other city department and that the mayor is the single boss of MPD and the the chief reports to the mayor. That that is how it works. And this is just a distraction to absolve Fry of any responsibility for anything that's happened over this last term. But we we don't need to give the mayor more power, I don't I don't think. That's my strong mayor pitch. Don't it vote makes sense. Vote, no, vote no. Vote no on question one.
2: And I think not just like this mayor, but any mayor. Like we don't need to give any mayor unilateral control of a lot of things. C- certain yeah, things. I think... We don't know what those certain things are, because the question what does it refer to? Certain powers?
0: Shift That's the language. Uh shifting certain powers to the mayor
2: yeah what are certain so powers that could question. mean anything <laughs> i wouldn't it vote means for
0: that. that the city council so the way it works now is the city council directs staff and like staff write the legislation at direction of the city council it's and the city attorney's office is unable to answer questions about exactly how this is going to work we don't really know how it's going to work which is a line that gets thrown around about the uh the question too. Um, my feeling is we don't need this. What, where is this coming from? Why are we talking about this now? The problems we've had over the last term have been about public safety. If somebody wants to to propose their efficiency their their plan for a more efficient city government, let's talk about it in a different election because it's completely just not relevant to the problems we're having right now as a city.
1: Yeah, my my main. Argument against it is, is to Alyssa's point that the the concentration of power in a citywide office, um, in in a citywide election where the turnout is um, uh, wider and richer, it would be consolidating power in the hands of of people who uh, do not represent the more um, the the broader communities within our city, and I don't think that that's a, a smart thing to do. I like I like the fact that the city council has representation from across the city and that you get more voices. Like I don't think that that's a detriment that to have more voices at the table um bringing the perspective of their various um wards and finding solutions that um address the concerns of the city as a whole and not just the blocks of people who are able to band together and elect a mayor.
0: Yeah. One of the lines has been like an implication that like buildings burned down uh, last summer because like the fire department was being interfered with and MPD was being interfered with by the city council. Like somebody was trying to give them direction. MPD does not think they answer to the council. That's just bogus. And you know, I'm tired of, of these stories coming out of this group charter for change as if anything that's happened over the last year is because, MPD was confused about who was in charge. They know the mayor's in charge. There's nothing MPD likes more than giving a middle finger to the city council. Should we talk about Mickey Moore's campaign manager challenging me to a challenge? Has anyone seen that? (laughs) This is
1: news to me. What's going on? Uh, This
2: is probably going to be the best press that Mickey Moore gets in a while. So, you know.
1: (laughs) yeah is this is like an arm wrestling contest what kind of challenge has is he issued here
0: so mickey's campaign manager is alexander Min, who is the son of developer steve Min. and so uh, last week i forget when it was but i i put up this video of mickey moore like laughing and and scoffing at jason chavez giving his pronouns jason chavez is running Ward nine mickey moore is also a Ward nine candidate and in a candidate forum, Jason Chavez introduces himself, gives his pronouns, he, him, his, and Mickey Moore immediately, like, rolls his eyes and laughs at it.
2: My name is Jason Chavez, my pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm running to represent Ward 9 on the Minneapolis City Council.
0: And so I posted that video and it's sent Alexander Min into a tailspin. And here's what he wrote to me in a tweet. I challenge you to a professional and personal challenge a debate on political ethics in Minneapolis. If I win, you pack your bags and leave Minneapolis. You can name your price if you win. So Todd, as, as a ranked choice voting expert or enthusiast, how would we decide who won? What would be the mechanism to decide who won? Because he says, I challenge you to a professional and personal challenge. I don't know what that means. But how would we decide who
1: won? My goodness. I mean... I mean, if, if in order to have ranked choice voting, we'd have to have more than three choices. So if the only two choices are, what's his last name, Min? Steve Min?
0: Uh, the son, Alexander Min.
1: Alex Alex Min. If the only two choices are Alex Min defeats you triumphantly, and you have to pack your bags and leave town, or he hands you a cartoonish bag of money with a dollar sign on it, I mean you're 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 looking more for like what what kind of challenge could help uh would would help the people pick between these two outcomes
2: yeah i think you should have a challenge it's, where it's... both of you have to explain ranked right choice voting
0: <laughs> right yeah i i think it's a red flag about mickey moore's campaign that he has a campaign manager who has spent like the last 24 hours sending me dozens of tweets he sent he sent me a screenshot of like a a crime report from Bloomington. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that.
2: We also don't know, <laughs>
0: Alyssa. Do you have any Twitter, Aly- Alyssa? Do you have any Twitter or social media beefs that you'd like to talk about?
2: No, I'm not aware that I have any Twitter or social media beefs. But I also, as you know, uh, have a locked Twitter account and turn it off very regularly for months at a time. It's very good for my mental health.
0: Have you experienced an increase in people requesting to follow you since your rise to fame as a co-host on the Wedge Live podcast?
2: There, there is always a little wave after a Wedge Live podcast episode. Yes, that, that is true.
0: <laughs> is your Twitter account currently active? Because I want to uh, put it as your little uh, descriptor under
2: your I, name. I will, I will leave it active through the election just for you, John.
1: Okay. So
0: you're going to have an influx of followers. Todd, are you on Twitter?
1: You know, I, I, I had to go, I dug up my account from like nine years ago just to like log in and be able to poke around on some of these threads. So I'm, I'm going to say for all practical purposes, no, but if you post okay. to the wedge live main account, I usually see it.
0: So I guess I'll just put like rank choice voting enthusiast under your name for this. Episode. I love it. Is there anything we haven't hit Todd? What are people confused about that we haven't talked about? What do they need to know? Or have we hit it all?
1: I think we've hit a lot of it. I think, you know, just what we said at the top of the show, I I would strongly encourage everyone to rank, you know, fully rank out the ballot for all of your choices, although nothing forces you to if you don't want to. Don't rank multiple candidates the same rank. Don't rank the same candidate multiple ranks. Uh, And be honest with your votes. Um, I I think, you know... there's, like you mentioned, there were a couple of people who were thinking about ways to try and like, well, I'm going to try and not vote this person because I'm trying to, you know, get a better outcome. You know, any of those things, none of us have the information that it would take to like, try and play those kinds of games. And so I think it's just the, the system works best when everyone ranks honestly. And, you know, whatever, whatever that outcome happens to be, you know, that's, that's, that's the result of that election. But I think, I think people will, will try and, you know, 200 IQ, big brain, some of these things to try and get a better outcome. And most of the time they're just going to trip themselves up. So um, just rank honestly, fill out your ballot. If, if you have any, any um, preference among any of the candidates, even the ones that you don't care for, go ahead and fill those out. It's worth it.
0: And Alyssa, have you retrieved your thought? I, I want. I really want.
2: No, that thought is gone. I'll. I'll. But I. I do have a, a closing thought, which is like. Uh, the election is just the start of something, right? Like I think we all tend to think about it as like the finish line, um, especially if you're really involved in campaigns or has, start following things early on in the election cycle. And it is, in fact, just a starting point for us to organize and continue to make the change that we want to make. And obviously, there will be material differences between different candidates at different positions. Um, But I think like the organizing work and building community um, in advance of elections is like, a it's more of a, yeah, it's starting point and like where we kick things off and not not really a finish line so encourage folks to think of it that way and also like manage their energy accordingly yeah it's not over on november in november we got to keep going
0: yeah because the it gets a very apocalyptic with the no on two people the people who are against the public safety charter amendment the 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 argument is oh well 30 days after the election like the chief disappears like he melts into a puddle and mpd goes away that's not how it works this is a voting yes and if yes passes is a permission slip to begin very incremental changes the idea that this is going to be immediate or radical or or will happen without deliberation is just a lie And so you should you should hold the mayor responsible for those those mailers that are coming to your house trying to scare you. It's not true. It's not how it'll play out. And if you're honest with yourself, you know, you know, you know, you're being lied to. So don't believe it. Okay, this has been the Wedge Live podcast. My guest has been Todd Schumann, who is a ranked choice voting enthusiast. And my co-host has been Alyssa Shuffman with an F. Who is my co-host? And where can we find you on Twitter, Alyssa? Uh,
2: At Shuffman. just my last name.
0: Shuffman. Okay. Uh, Did I say say I'm the host? Did I say my name yet? No, but you should. Okay. I'm your host, John Edwards. And support the show on Patreon or support Wedge Live. It's not just a podcast. It's a whole thing. So patreon.com slash Wedge Live. I, I always forget to do that. Support the show. Know, cap, 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 cap this is a real, real, real thing. Real, real, you'll, you you
2: On today, we're in the we're wedge, wedge in the neighborhood, neighborhood right now, 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 right now. Right now.